Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our family is going through a lot. And one thing I've really been realizing lately is I can't continue trying to make everybody feel welcomed. Everybody is always welcomed. Everybody is always loved. I love you just as much as any of my other family members, including my mom. Like, I love my mom, and she, I feel like everybody needs to just be invited, and you're on your own timeline. There are some things that I don't always understand, but that's your journey, and that's fine. But I'm just not wanting to ever feel like I have to choose. I love you. You're my sister-in-law. I've been pretty close with you, but I will say there's just a lot of things that I don't get, I don't understand, and I'm not going to... I haven't complained or talked about it to you yet, but I just don't well, understand a lot of love and understanding works, it works all the way around, right? And I feel like I've been very understanding. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our final Welcome to Plathville edition for the season. I'm not sure why we couldn't just have an additional two weeks, but you know what? Here we are. Here we are. I I am so excited, by the way, you guys, for Sister Wives to come back. I like don't even know what to do with myself. But anyway, um, that'll be, if you guys didn't know, it'll be back on September 11th. And if you guys haven't seen the, like, very short teaser graphic that they did, (laughs) oh, they went for full subtle, but also high drama. So I highly suggest you check it out. I don't know where you're going to find it. I'll just tell you what it was. It's literally just, like, the most dramatic music you could possibly hear. And then um, 
the screen just says sister wives and on the eye of wives it has four rings and then the one of the rings fall and that's christine you guys Woo! can't wait can't wait um so let's talk about the finale of plathville i think this may have been probably the most interesting episode in a couple seasons <laughs> so I'm ready to get into it. Let's let's talk about it. So it starts off with Ethan, Micah, Mariah, and Olivia. They're headed to Jamaica to celebrate Ethan's birthday. Olivia is going to be shooting a, a wedding there, but, you know, TLC is like, we can definitely foot the $1,800 for this trip for the rest of you three, so no problem, right? Um, Micah says that he has not seen Olivia since... The whole situation with Joshua's funeral and it was a mess, right? But he loves his brother and his brother loves Olivia. So he's just going to be chill, which I feel like is a pretty uh, pointed thing to say. He didn't say I love Olivia. He said I love my brother and my brother loves her. And so that's how that's going to work. And we know that Mike is very good with his words. So I think that's something that we should... uh maybe write down we could put that down in pen and unpack that i feel like yeah maybe we've never or maybe to my recollection we haven't really seen much of micah and olivia's relationship obviously we know that mariah and olivia are <clears throat> pretending to be best friends excuse me something in my throat um but yeah we really don't know too much about uh that whole situation but we sure found out today didn't we we sure found out so they're on the island. They meet their driver, Nikki. They're freaking out because the cars are on the other side of the road. And, or, no, that's not how it, no. Is it how it works? The, the steering wheel's on the other side of the road. <laughs> um, and, yeah, then they go and get some food. I, if, God bless. I mean, we know that these people are incredibly sheltered. And so, you know, as somebody who watches 90 Day Fiance, I always get that like, oh, God, here we go. American in a different country. They're going to uh, have a fucking panic attack if there's not starches and carbs on their uh, plate. No chicken fingers. Oh, my God. We're really going to ha have a problem here. So I was grateful that the Plath kids were eating the food, not acting like it was disgusting, um, trying everything, which was great. Uh Olivia says that Ethan really has a hard time, like, accepting new environments and kind of adjusting to that. So all things considered, I thought they did pretty well. Um, everything seems pretty lighthearted. And by lighthearted, I mean they're ignoring the gigantic elephant in the room of uh, Olivia making uh, their dead brother all about her. But things are lighthearted until Olivia says in a confessional that everybody's in a different place right now with regards to their relationships with everybody else. So, you know, Ethan's got his journey with his parents. Mariah's got hers. Olivia's doing her thing, whatever that might be. And they're all on different paths. And she knows that Ethan has started talking to Kim. She doesn't really know what to do with that emotionally because, <clears throat> excuse me, she and Ethan have just started to have a healthy relationship on their own. And like, like, when did that happen? Because <clears throat> right now, like, literally right now, you guys are actively ignoring the fact that you were a monster with regard to his family. Um, and just like, you know, uh, slow dancing on the beach. So I'm not sure if this is a healthy relationship that you guys uh, are referring to. But okay, okay. She says, 
Candace had control over those kids for their lives and for part of her life. So she just wonders what might happen if Kim sinks her frosted fingernails into them once again, right? She says that like, she's feeling really anxious. She's confused and she doesn't want to hold anybody back, but she also doesn't feel differently, any differently about the whole Kim situation as she had has before, which like, I don't think we needed an explanation on that. That's very obvious. Um, so back in Cairo, the, well, let me actually, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. This episode, I'm just going to go through the Jamaica trip, go through what was happening with the Plath family. And then we'll talk about what happened once they all get together. I think that's just easier, right? We don't have to go back and forth between America and Jamaica. There's no point. Right. So, then we see everybody go to this Rastafarian uh, village. Mariah, of course, doesn't know how to pronounce that. She thinks it's Rastafari, like like a fairy, but okay, girl. Um, they sit down. They're talking to these guys. I didn't catch his name. My bad. And he was like quite, he, he was really bringing it. Okay. He was ready for the camera. Um, so sorry. Sorry to you, sir. Um, they all sit down and they're like talking. <laughs> this guy's like, so... What do you guys know about Rastafari? Anything? Anything at all? Do you know anything about what a personality of a Rastafarian might be? <sighs> do you know who Bob Marley is? You don't know who Bob Marley is. Okay, okay. So we're going to have to start from square one. <laughs> the guy then tells them about, you know, how the Rastafarians have a relationship with everything. Like, everything is one. We're all family. I got all my sisters with me. That whole thing, right? And um, it's, you know, just about living together and coexisting peacefully. Micah continues to throw shade in the confessionals at Olivia by saying that he has been adopting a lot of those philosophies of love and acceptance into his life recent, recently. And he just hopes that maybe Olivia can learn to do that someday as well. <laughs> Shade queen, Micah Plath. Um, <laughs> interestingly, Olivia says that she's trying to respect what the guy is saying about their, uh, you know, philosophies. Cause he's saying, you know, it's not a religion. It's just like a way of life. And, She's trying to like pick up what he's putting down, but she's also heard a lot of this before being said in the church and how um, the idea of love and acceptance can really be abused until you're having to just forgive people for the sake of being in this world of love and accepting everybody. And there's really no resolution actually being had. There's no accountability being had. Um, so the guy asks, like, what was it like for you guys? I know you guys lived on a farm. Oh, Micah also said that they had been closed. Their village had been closed since 2020. Um, and how they invited the Plaths onto the family or onto the farm because uh, they had, you know, found out how they lived and how they grew up. And so they kind of felt like we see each other. Right. So uh, the guy is asking, like, what was life like for you guys on the farm and what was it like being basically different from the rest of the world, right? And Ethan says that for him, it was really hard to go back or into the real world and to be so behind everybody in his age group in terms of like technology and education. And Mariah says that on top of that, it's really hard to get or to not get caught up in trying to catch up and like burning yourself out. Um, 
and that she can also understand why people might want a slower life. Ethan says, listen, obviously this guide doesn't know the whole story of our family, right? He clearly sees our lifestyle as a positive because we were out on the land. We were using our imaginations. We didn't have much contact with like uh, phones and technology and stuff. And he thinks that that's a good thing. But, um, you know, as far as whether or not my mom may have been emotionally manipulative or uh, didn't teach us a damn thing, you know, that's a separate issue. <laughs> so um, they go to explore more of the village and the lady introduces them to a gentleman and she says that he's the farmer of the village and he really loves his plants. He loves tending to his plants. He considers his plants the sacrament and asks him, do you know what the sacrament is? And they're like, no, she's like, why don't you guess what that plant might be? And Ethan says, garlic flower. (laughs) What happens in that boy's mind? Why would that be the guess? (laughs) Uh, So obviously they're like, okay, it's weed. Okay. And they're like, Oh, okay. So we have to like kind of walk around their relationships to marijuana because, you know, TLC is really just not that vibe. Micah like kind of flirts around the fact that clearly he smoked weed. Okay. Um, Mariah says that she's never seen a plant before. She didn't say she'd never seen weed. She said she'd never seen the plant. And I think, you know, We all know that's a different distinction, right? Um, And uh, (laughs) Ethan makes some comment about how he's only seen the weed plants on Trailer Park Boys. I don't know. Um, But he also said that when they were in L.A. at some point, Olivia asked him if he wanted to try smoking. And he thought it was like the devil's lettuce, like, stay back, right? But um, that he's tried it now. And everything felt very cartoonish. I think he means like he literally tried it on this village at at this trip, which like, God bless. And honestly, a little, a couple of them looked a little dazed and confused during the rest of this (laughs) trip to the village. So good, good on him. Good on him. But Ethan loves weed, apparently. And, you know, congrats. Congrats. Does weed love Ethan, though? That's the question. Because Ethan does have the energy of a guy who would be incredibly annoying stoned and that's all I'm going to say about that um so Micah has a conversation with a guy about how Micah used to be really interested in gardening and farming and stuff but you know he moved to LA it's a very different lifestyle now but he thinks that he eventually wants to go back to that and Ethan's like yeah definitely I'm definitely going to be doing that um soon I'm I'm destined to go back to that lifestyle. I know it. Even Olivia at some point admits that she would like to go back to a slower lifestyle at some point, but probably not to Cairo and probably not anytime soon. I can see Olivia like maybe moving to a place like Seattle or like outside of Seattle. I think that would really be a good vibe for her. A really good vibe for her and the next person that she marries. <laughs> let's let's make that clear. Um, so 
Uh, what happens after that? Okay, so on the last day of their trip in Jamaica, the group decides to go parasailing. Ethan conveniently decides to go first, so Ethan, no, excuse me, Micah, Mariah, and Olivia can have a really uh, tense conversation, okay? Um, Micah says in a confessional that during the trip, he's learned a lot about peace, love, and understanding, and he wonders if Olivia may have picked up on anything, <laughs> with regards to their family about those philosophies so he starts out the conversation and michael literally asks olivia what did you think about the conversation about peace love and understanding that we had and olivia's like meaning what so michael says you know they're really good philosophies and uh do you see any of that happening with the rest of the family and olivia says well i you know, I love all your siblings and I have a relationship that I'm working on with your dad. And I'm really happy about that. End conversation. <laughs> this is was a moment where Olivia shuts down. So Micah asks about Kim and Olivia is like, I don't know, Micah. I just don't really want to be pressured to have relationships that aren't good for me. I'll decide what's good for me. I'll figure it out on my own. You and Mariah have chosen differently for me. That's okay. And I just want it to be okay for me to choose differently as well. And Micah says in an interview, like, I'm really trying to be patient with Olivia, trying to be understanding. And I still am at this point, but she's keeping Ethan from trying to progress in his relationship with his parents and avoiding conversations about that. And in his opinion, it's not good. And he's completely right. Like, (laughs) At this point, like, you're actively causing a fuss. You're actively keeping people from each other. And that's really not something you should ever be doing. I mean, I know that she feels like, and I probably would not disagree, that Kim has been abusive um, in many ways. And so I think, you know, I mean, it's not like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that Olivia feels like she's protecting Ethan And probably to some extent Mariah, right? But there still doesn't seem to be some introspection, any introspection. And I also feel like Olivia has a really overinflated sense of like what her role is within these, this family and like what it is that she's like, it's giving matriarch. Like I, she almost views herself as a matriarch, not even of like, Ethan and Mariah, but even over the little girls, Mariah tags in, taps in for the conversation. And she talks about how, like, at this point, she can continue to try and make everybody happy. And she tells Olivia, look, I love you just as much as anybody else in my family, including my mom. And I get that you're on your own timeline. I don't really understand it, but I'm going to try to respect it. I just don't want to feel like I have to choose. So then Micah starts back in and says to Olivia, like, he loves her too, but there are just a lot of things that he also doesn't understand. And Olivia cuts him off and says, well, peace, love, and understanding needs to work all the way around. Don't you think? (laughs) I love it when people do that. It's so funny. Micah says in a confessional that he just really finds it difficult to talk to Olivia about their family, especially when it comes to Kim. And that, like... He just doesn't really understand what happened between Olivia and Kim that made it this big of a deal. So Mariah tells Olivia that, look, you don't have to like my parents. You don't 
have to have any sort of relationship with them. But Ethan, your husband, needs to feel supported in terms of really like rebuilding his relationships with his parents because that's the choice that he's making. So now Olivia's shut down even more than she already has, and she doesn't want to talk. And Mariah points out in a confessional that when Olivia wants to resolve things, everybody's got to talk. There's got to be a whole big ass conversation. But when they want to bring shit up, she just wants to shut down. She doesn't want to do anything and she just walks away. So Micah says that he just misses the good times when everybody would hang out all together. And Olivia is like, well, I'm just not that person anymore. And Mariah says, I'm not the same person I was back then. But what you're not understanding is that my parents have now accepted who I am. And it's never been like this. We've never had this good of a relationship in my life. Olivia's like, yeah, you know, I I hear you guys. You've been saying that. And, you know, you know what I have been thinking, audience. I have been thinking that uh, Micah and Mariah have or had made the choice to um, make up with their parents, not because they have come to any sort of resolution, but because they just, excuse me, wanted to have peace in their own life. And I think it just so happened to work out that at that same time, Kim and Barry were willing to be more accepting of how they were choosing to live. Right. So I think it's more like dumb luck than uh, anything with regard to it, but like it's working. So, you know, not everything has to have like some big conversation. I need it. (laughs) I would like to have it, but I also understand that like, especially with your family, sometimes you really just want to like not have that shit on your conscious on your heart and on your spirit like it's too heavy and if it's just easier to uh you know fake it till you make it then I can understand that Olivia says the same thing that I did which is that she also feels like Micah and Mariah made the choice to forgive the parents and she's now feeling like they're putting pressure on her to do the same thing or they're going to see her as being unforgiving. And I, I can understand why she would think that, but I also think that she just like not considering the fact that like this is family. And I think it's probably because she clearly doesn't feel like she had a family within her own uh, immediate family. And so I think she just doesn't like get it. I think she is like, I've created this family with, a few of the plaths and uh we're just like I don't know like I I I just think she really is like not understanding and I think she's feeling like betrayed by uh Mariah especially but ugh, she just like doesn't have the understanding to know that like this is like a real like they have a real love for them even if it maybe isn't healthy. Eventually Mariah tells Olivia that Barry had planned a river tubing trip with the whole family for Ethan's birthday when they get back to America and everybody's invited. Whether or not she wants to come is up to her. Mariah really goes above and beyond in reassuring Olivia that she loves her equally and that 
any decision that she makes with regard to her family has nothing to do with her relationship and her love for Olivia. And Olivia says that she understands that, but then she says, well, I just really want to go out on the boat. Like she doesn't want to have this conversation though. It doesn't really seem like she understood in a confessional. Olivia says she's really glad that Mariah is speaking up and she's appreciating the honesty, but not on vacation. So then Micah says that he would have wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with Olivia, but she tends to shut down when she's insecure or when the conversation isn't going the way she wants it to go. And how that's really ironic because she's better with words than any of them. them. And I disagree. I think, Micah, you might be streets ahead of Olivia at this point. Um, so then Micah and Mariah are doing this, like, joint interview with each other, like, true in-the-moment situation, and Mariah asks Micah, how does Ethan feel about this whole situation? I haven't really talked to him about it. And Micah's like, um, I feel like he's over it. (laughs) And Mariah's like, yeah, I think we all are. Um, and I feel bad because, like, we're not validating Olivia's feelings, but we've all done our best to make her feel validated in so many ways for such a long time. They are so tired of her. <laughs> and that's, like, sad. And this makes me feel empathy for Olivia, not because she's in the right at all, but because ultimately she has found herself in a three-against-one situation against an entire family who, like has the same goal in mind and she's like on the entire opposite end of the spectrum and that probably doesn't feel good does she deserve it i mean she's made choices that have put her in this position we can say that but it also just like in general does not feel good to be like on an island by yourself (laughs) especially when you have a a person that you're married to right okay so let's go see what the plas are up to in Cairo before we uh, circle back to um, what happens when they get back from Jamaica. So over at Plathville, the younger girls are out doing some kind of flips and tricks in the, in the front yard. And I know I told you guys last week that I felt like a few of those family members should go into uh, the Cirque du Soleil track and y'all see what I mean? Like, Mercy or Cassia or whatever, like they were doing like a pretty impressive uh, gymnastics. I was genuinely surprised. Like they look like they got really into the Olympics and were like really big Suni Lee fans and were like, oh shit. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to try some of that out. Anyway, um, after they are outside having fun and like the best time of their lives, Kim and Barry decide to burst their bubble and, and use this opportunity as a moment to tell them that they're officially getting a divorce. Um, so what the fuck was Barry wearing? (laughs) I've never seen a shirt like that in my life. Okay. And listen, I live in New York. I see crazy outfits all the time. Things that you would never see in, you know, quote unquote, real America. And still, what was that shirt? I've I've truly never seen anything like it. It was blue. It was one shade of blue on one side and a different shade of blue on the other. And then half of the shirt had like a, um, it almost looked like a, like a pool print. You know what I mean? Like what it looks like if you're looking at the bottom of a pool, like water um, print. But then half of the shirt had like 
cats, um, cats, cats. What was that? (laughs) There was just a lot happening. Um, Lydia, if you hear me, I know eventually you're going to be taking photos for your dad's uh, dating app profile. Don't use that shirt. I beg of you. And also, like, can we get the man a haircut? You know, I, I know that his, there's not a whole lot there, but at this point, like, if it's too long in the back, it starts looking like uh, the skeleton from um, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> you guys have made that, like, hair dangling in the, on his neck. Ugh. that show used to scare the shit out of me i don't think i've ever actually seen an episode but like that skeleton was enough just like i've never seen the x-files because the um theme song was terrifying to me i like i'm I'm, like getting nervous just thinking about it (laughs) as a child i could not even like get through the whole thing if if it was on and i could hear that theme song i would turn the tv off so quick oh terrifying Anyway, all the kids sit down and Barry starts to talk about how, you know, there are a lot of unknowns in terms of his future with Kim. And Kim picks up and is like, but we are moving forward with the divorce. Just <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not really sure. Um, maybe there are some unknowns, but I, I know that I'm getting a divorce. And so do you, Barry, just to be clear. And it will be sometime this summer. Right, Barry? And he's like, Okay, sure. (laughs) So we get all the kids' reactions, starting with Lydia, who says that the past few years have had a lot of change and nobody can really prepare you for a change like that. Amber says she's just confused and then she starts to cry and this really just makes me feel bad. You know, like she just found out that her parents are officially getting a divorce and the girl's only 13. Do we really need her like on the fly uh, reaction to this? I don't know. I don't know. Um, she says that she thought her parents were working on things and she's like, you know, I'm usually not that emotional, but sometimes I just can't help it. And I just felt so bad for her. Like that to me sounds like she's like trying to apologize for being upset. And it's like, baby, we get it, girl. Like, don't. I want her to feel like the full spectrum of her emotions. And we know that um, her older siblings have a very difficult time doing that. So I just like, I'm scared that Amber's going down the same path and I can't have that. Not my Amber. The Lydia wants to know what the living situation is going to be for Kim and Barry. And they're like, well, you know, we're not entirely sure, but there are two most likely situations are that uh, Barry moves out. Kim will officially move back in. Or they'll sell the house that they're living in now and they'll both get their own place. Um, So then we get uh, back to Isaac's reaction. And he says he's really not sure what the next year or so is going to look like. But he's just focusing on trying to make the best of the whole situation. Kim says in a confessional that, you know... She feels like it makes the most sense for her to move back into the house and for Barry to find his own place because he works full time. But then the girls, like the little girls, really roast the fuck out of camp by being like, well, what are we going to do if Lydia or Isaac aren't here? (laughs) Like, baby, you don't even factor in. They're nervous about, they're like, oh, dad's not going to live here? You're not even a factor they already they are assuming that you are going to have your leg kicked up on that bar, ignoring them. 
and leaving them to like, uh, you know, I hope there's a third of a bottle of kombucha for you guys. Maybe there's a mac and cheese. I don't know. Good luck. Kim's dumbass says in a confessional that she's just now realizing that maybe she's been gone a lot. And some of it because was because of what was going on. But then she says that the other part was that she just didn't like being around Barry that much. Girl. <laughs> okay. Amber really wraps it up for everybody by saying in a confessional, my mom told me that marriage was supposed to be forever and that her marriage was going to be forever but now she's saying something else and that she doesn't know and i just don't know if i can trust that and an interesting thing to me is that like i don't i mean i don't really know the situation with other people but and other families but Every single one of these kids have been like, you have drilled this philosophy into me and now you're completely flipping the script. And I don't really, that seems like a very atypical thing to say, right? Like Kim really needs to consider like this is the uh, price of uh, ruling with an iron fist is that when you change the rules, your uh, followers are going to have a lot of questions as to why you taught them that one thing very specifically for the entirety of their lives. Then Lydia speaks up and says something shocking. Actually, (laughs) it wasn't that shocking. I actually really wasn't surprised about it at all, but she (laughs) kind of... This is, like, maybe the most aggressive thing that we've seen Lydia do. I mean, it's passive-aggressive, but there was aggression there, for sure. Um, So she asks, the little girls, how would you guys feel if I moved in with Dad? (laughs) And then she says that, or excuse me, Kim says in a confessional, you know, I kind of thought that when Lydia moved, she would maybe, like, move in with some friends or... Something more normal. But, you know, she's a grown woman and she can do whatever she wants. Um, I really feel like Lydia just did that to be a bitch to Kim. And, like, honestly, like, (laughs) that's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I love it when, like, a really sweet Christian gets mad because when they choose to uh, express their anger, it is the shadiest boots that you could ever put on. Okay? And I, I love it. Then Lydia really makes me crack up because she says in a confessional that she really isn't even that close to Kim. So she figured when she said, I'm thinking about moving in with dad, that Kim probably wouldn't care. And like, girl, she probably wouldn't. (laughs) Probably grateful. Um, (laughs) But then she says, she makes it weird again by being like, I just wonder if, you know, if dad would be hurt if I stayed with mom. And it's like, baby, that shouldn't even be a thought. Like, mostly because you're 18 now. Like, girl... It's fine. It's fine. Both of them are going to be okay. Honestly, all three of y'all would be much better if Lydia moved somewhere else. All three of y'all. Like, I don't mean this in like a creepy incestuous way, but it's very clear that Barry and Lydia are life partners and co-parents with each other. And they need to like stop that. Because again, like, I don't think there there's anything or would any be anything sexual between them. I just think that this is just not a role for an 18-year-old girl to be playing. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Shout out to Janet Duggar, okay? Then Lydia tells the group that, you know, there have been a lot of changes that have happened since they moved into this house, but one thing that's not going to change is that she'll always be their daughter. And then Barry looks at her and says, and I'll always be your one and only father. And considering we know that Lydia always refers to uh, JC up above as her father, I'm sure that was a very confusing and possibly even angering moment for Lydia. You think she went up to that prayer <laughs> You think she went up to that prayer closet and apologized to, to Father? Father, I'm so sorry my dad said that. I don't believe that, okay? I'm really going to miss talking about Lydia sneaking off into the prayer closet. I really, I really am. I get a kick out of it. Okay, so back in Tampa, we find out that on the very last day in Jamaica, Ethan just yeeted himself into a shallow pool of water. And so he has now um, scraped up the entirety of his nose. So, you know, that was something that definitely needed to be addressed. Um, The only thing in worse condition than Ethan's nose is um, everybody's relationship with Olivia because they're now all officially over her. They have Ethan's family river trip the next day. And Micah says in a confessional that he would really like if they all had a conversation, but he's not going to be the one to bring it up because the last time he did in Jamaica with Mariah, Olivia shut them down. Obviously Olivia knows they're feeling some type of way, but again, they're just ignoring it. And you know, Olivia is, I find a bit of Olivia in myself or myself and Olivia because 
I think I wear my heart on my sleeve. I think I'm much better about it now, but still, if I'm feeling some type of way, even if I'm trying to not uh, suck the air out of the room, I think I do. And that's just my truth. And I see her, I see a lot of my former self of her like walking into this situation, knowing that everybody's like clearly annoyed with her and not knowing how to deal with that. And so she's just really awkward (laughs) and quiet and very quiet. And that's me. As soon as Olivia goes into the living room, she tells Micah and Mariah she's really sorry for shutting them down in Jamaica. And then she apologizes to Mariah again for being rude to her when she told her about Kim coming to the grave. No apology for Ethan, by the way. None. So Mariah gets up and gives her a hug, but then she says in an interview that she's grateful Olivia apologized. She and Olivia are really best friends. And listen... She's got a good relationship with her family and it's just difficult knowing that she can't express that to Olivia. Micah tries to reassure Olivia that Kim really has changed and she really is like much better. And Olivia's like, I'm sure she is. I'm just really struggling to support you guys and your relationship with your mom. And Ethan's like, why? (laughs) Like, I don't mean to speak for everybody else, but I personally have a hard time understanding why it affects you so much. So Olivia does this thing, like, like I told you, is that she has this like overinflated sense of her role in these relationships because she says, I just have a hard time supporting you guys with an empty bucket, so to speak. And Mariah's like, but we don't need you to support us. Like, (laughs) we don't need that. We really just kind of need you to not make us feel like shit for wanting to maintain relationships with our parents. Like, that's literally all we're asking you. Just stop making it weird, bro. (laughs) Basically. Micah breaks it down and says to Olivia that things really just don't have to be that complicated. And the more complicated you make it, the harder it's going to be. And it's going to be harder to have any sort of understanding or resolve. And it also doesn't do Olivia any good. So Olivia says, listen, my boundary with Kim is not just based on a grudge. I just want to make that clear. And at this point I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to give Olivia, 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 a little bit of grace because I think she's trying to, in some ways be respectful of the fact, even though there are a lot of ways where she's not respectful of the fact that those are their parents. I think in this case, she's like, I just don't want to openly talk shit about Kim and Barry. I just want to like walk around and mope about it and not like really mention it all. But then we see Olivia being interviewed and a producer asks her, why is it that she can't face Kim? So Olivia says, finally, we get the story, right? She breaks it all down. She says, I met Kim when I was 16 and initially she and Kim really got on. Uh, she took her under her wing immediately. They were talking every day, emailing every day, super, super close. And Olivia says, I had a closer relationship with Kim than I even did my own mom. And then we get like more of Olivia's backstory and a prime example on why it's maybe not the best idea to have like nine, 10 kids, because she says, I was one of 10 
I wasn't feeling like I was getting the attention that I wanted. I felt like I really got lost in the shuffle. And Kim came in and gave me this motherly attention that I had been craving. And she really was attracted to that. Then Olivia starts to get emotional and like stops herself from crying. She's like, I really loved Kim. And I really treasured the relationship that we had because I was looking for that in my life at the time. But it got to the point where I ended up feeling like if I didn't do what Kim wanted exactly, then I just couldn't make her happy. And then she says, I'll never forget marrying a 20 year old whose mom was using his credit card and buying stuff and not paying him back. (laughs) Uh, Kim Plath, the scammer. Girl, uh, girl, (laughs) what the fuck do we think Kim was buying? What was she buying? Another blue top? What the hell was going on? Industrial sized bottles of mane and tail to uh, maintain her hair? What was she buying? (sighs) I need to know. Like, I need... Mention like if we're gonna talk about it, like really talk about it, I need to know specifically what items did Kim buy. So Olivia says that she would ask Ethan why he would just let Kim charge up her run up his credit card, and he told her that he didn't know the password to the computer, and also he didn't know the password to his account. So this sounds to me like uh, that Kim was like, oh, he just turned 18 or whatever, 20, and he can now apply for a credit card. And so I'm just going to use his shit, but it's not paying back for me. That is wild. That's wild, you guys. So Kim, or Olivia goes on to say that she eventually was able to change Ethan's password. Kim finds out and is like, oh, okay, well, why don't you send me the cat password? And Olivia's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that was the first time they really got into a fight. She said, I had to go into town to talk to Kim. She screamed at me. She slammed the door in my face. And overnight, their relationship went from like, I love you to you're of the devil. Okay. And now we said it. So, I mean, (laughs) I think we can all agree that that's like pretty fucked up. And Olivia says that that was one of the credit card was one of several what the fuck moments for her. And I would, you know, I trust her in that because that's a pretty what the fuck to me. Right. So (laughs) I I agree. That is a WTF cat that falls under the category of WTF. And if you're saying that there are more of those then I would like to talk about that. I would like to hear it. So if you just want to DM me, honestly, Olivia, if you listen to this, like you can DM me. I promise you right now, I will not repeat it. If you tell me, I won't even say that you told me. Just give me the tea, girl. What did she do? What? Tell me what she, what she charged on the card and give me just like two other WTF moments. I, I'm, I'm rocking with you, girl. Like that's pretty fucked up. That's real fucked up, actually. So if you just DM me at everyone's business, but mine, let me know, girl. And I I swear to you, you can sue me. I swear to you, I won't tell anybody else. Anyway, Olivia wraps this up by saying that she feels like she was only good to Kim when 
she was doing exactly what Kim wanted. So Big Nate. Oh, by the way, Big Nathan is there, her brother. And he tries to take up for Olivia by saying, listen, I don't feel like Olivia is holding a grudge. It's just more like she might be on a different timeline in terms of her healing and coming to terms with everything. And Ethan says, listen, I've hit the end of my rope with everybody. So whether I'm getting it from Kim or whether I'm getting it from Olivia, I can't handle any more drama and I'm not going to deal with it. So Olivia tells everybody she's just still feeling very raw about things, but she says, if I put up walls again, or I try to shut you guys down, like, please call me out on it. Like, don't hesitate. I'm, I'm giving you permission. Micah tells Olivia that if she feels some type of way about something that he says that she can call him out and more than likely he'll apologize. And, you know, they, it seems like everybody's made up. Um, they extend the invitation to Ethan's birthday trip. And, you know, even though it seems like they've made up, Olivia says she's still feeling some type of way that she basically feels like her back is up against the wall and that she has to go to this birthday trip. So, one thing that I wanted to bring up is how interesting it is to have a conversation with your family about a, a situation that, like, ugh, it, it's hard to explain. Like, I, I think it's a little weird to, if two of you are married, then I really think it's up to Ethan to have this conversation. But then on the other hand, like we know if Ethan was the one to have this conversation, it either would have never happened or it would have gone left immediately. So there is that. But I, it is just kind of weird to have this conversation between two married people and then the wife's brother and the husband's brother and sister. Like, it's just weird that they're all having this conversation. And also, like, another note on maybe why you shouldn't all get married at 19 or 20. Because it, we don't need to be having tribal councils. You know what I mean? It's weird. So now everybody in Cairo is getting ready to go. They're, like, on, in the car on the way to the river. And it's clear to me that um, Kim knows who... Uh, Courtney Kardashian is and she's watched some keeping up or she's read like a single article about co-parenting with Scott because she's like truly going the Kardashian route of you know our kids need to see us hanging out together so that they know that we're okay and <laughs> I don't know I mean as a divorce a child of divorce like I don't really understand like my parents got divorced in the 90s I don't think people were actively co-parenting at that point um you know <laughs> No shade, but like, I just don't know this like insistence on um, needing for the parents to still be friends with each other. I mean, it definitely makes things easier, but also like, y'all don't really have to kick it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I This is a different lifestyle. It's very Gen Z. <laughs> and also Kim like makes it very clear to the kids that she like doesn't even like Barry. So... <laughs> I don't really know if it, like, helps that you guys are hanging out when you're, like, also talking shit about him. You know what I mean? Kim is truly thrilled. She is, like, so excited in the car. And she's um, talking about how she hasn't had a conversation. Or she hasn't spoken to Ethan since they met up at Punky Spool Hall the other day. But she tries to make a joke that, like... 
you know, I bet that Ethan's just excited to see me as I am him. And it's like, girl, we know that's not true. And it's like, <laughs> everybody has to do that polite laugh because it's like, oh, that's sad. You know, it's not really a joke that we need to make because we know the truth. You know, it's not the case. And then she has to be like, uh, you know, that's probably not really true. Right. And it's like, ha ha ha. Good one. Good one, Kim. So back in Tampa, Ethan, Micah, and Mariah are getting ready to also go to uh, the river. Mariah decided to crimp, like, the insides of her hair. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, there was a, a real line of delineation between, like, two inches of root, and then the crimp started. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't want to crimp to the root for some reason and it created a really unique look that I hadn't seen before and I think we'll just leave it at that I don't know if it was just because Mariah was wearing a silver sequined bikini um but I think she would really have maybe a good um career in like the world of wrestling like she could be a WWE girl right I don't watch wrestling but the vibe was there the vibe was there and I could see it So Mariah asks where Olivia is and we find out, Ethan tells us that Olivia and Nathan for some reason left to go to the river hours ago, (laughs) hours ago. Um, And they're very confused, but Ethan's like, I really don't know why she left and I don't care. (laughs) This man does not give a fuck about her. Why are they still together? Like at this point, I mean, there's really never been a time where we've seen them on television where it made sense that they were together. But, you know, they say, like, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Like, Ethan has gone from being angry with Olivia to now being like, I'm not dealing with any of this shit. I literally don't care as long as she's fine. Like, I I don't give a fuck. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Get her out of here. Mariah's really annoyed that they left early. She says in a confessional, I could get why maybe if Olivia wanted to drive separately um, in case she felt uncomfortable and wanted to leave, I get that. But I'm not understanding why she left so early, so much earlier than everybody else. I think all of this is very confusing, but I also like, I, I don't understand. It is what it is. Okay, so... On the car ride there, Mariah just says she's really over everything with Olivia. She's thinking about moving out, actually, and just being on her own so that she can love whatever member of her family she wants without getting iced out by Olivia. So we go to the falls, which are beautiful, by the way, stunning, um, the water is like clear down to the bottom. Like you can see right through it. Just gorgeous blue and green water. And they're at the falls dipping their little toes in. And, um, Olivia says that they woke up early. They woke up at like seven o'clock and she says, because they don't really have family. Cause she and big Nathan really don't have family. Um, if they're able to integrate into Ethan's birthday, fine. If not, they can leave. Okay. So once Ethan, Micah, and Mariah arrive, Mariah says, I just have to be careful because it's really going to be hard for me to not be annoyed with her at some point today. (laughs) So um, tensions are super high. Nobody's really saying anything. I'm a little bit confused because, I mean, I, (laughs) it just seems like very tense 
more tense than it needs to be considering I thought they just had a nice conversation with each other. And like, it's definitely weird that Olivia and big Nathan left so early and had just been literally sitting in that river for two hours before anybody got there. But I don't know if it's something to be angry about, but I could also understand if like Mariah notices a pattern of Lydia, Olivia, like othering herself and separating herself and like, intentionally doing things to like you know I could see why that would be annoying Mariah says that she's also annoyed because everything was so up in the air about whether or not Olivia was even going to be there and then she got there super early and like that's confusing um and then like (sighs) then they actively ask Olivia and Big Nathan to hang out with them And she's like, no, I'm just going to stay here. So now tensions are really high because it's like, okay, you got here early and now you don't even want to hang out with us. So why are you here? Like, it really just seems like you want to make this all about you. The rest of the Plath family arrives and they do their signature welcome, which is literally running at full force towards Ethan and Mariah and, you know, kicking their shoes off in the process. How these people find their shoes at the end of the day is truly beyond me, honestly. Olivia and Nathan are not doing a single thing to integrate themselves. They're still down by the river. Uh, Olivia says in an interview that she assumed that when everybody said hello to each other, even though they could see and hear them, that it was just going to be a quick hello and that they would all be down by the river very quickly. So she didn't really see the need to like go up there only to go back down. Okay, fine. But then what happens is they, uh, Mariah tells the the family that she wants to give them the gifts that she got for them when they were in Jamaica. And so then it took longer and Olivia says, well, I realized they were over at the picnic table. And at that point I was like, well, I don't really want to go up and interrupt them. So, okay. You can tell that like, the more annoyed Mariah is getting her crimps and her hair keep getting bigger. And she says, listen, I was happy to have Olivia here provided she wasn't going to be a fucking weirdo who detached herself from the entire situation. Obviously those are my words, not hers, but you know, the sentiment was the same. Um, Big Nathan says to Olivia, do you think we should go up there and say hi? And Olivia just kind of brushes him off, but then she starts getting annoyed with everybody else because she says that Mariah didn't tell her what the plan was. And she didn't tell uh, Olivia that the plan was to give the gifts from Jamaica right then and there. So now she feels some type of way because allegedly people didn't tell her the plan or communicate with her. Like, what does she think this is? This is not like some sort of royal protocol that has to be gone through where you are supposed to get a schedule to the T of every event that's going to be happening. It's probably just like a natural conversation. She saw all her family and was like, Oh, I got these gifts for you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, like she acting like, uh, like, like Mariah signed this contract for what the schedule would be for the day in blood. And now she's going against the family. Like girl, go up there. (laughs) Then Olivia says to Big Nathan, they tell people how much they mean to them, but I guess it's not a lot. (laughs) Okay, girl. Like, how rude. To quote Stephanie Tanner, how rude. How rude. Uh, So finally, Olivia and Big Nathan get up and Nathan's like, I'm going to call them out. (laughs) On what? (laughs) 
So we see them walk to the right of the camera, but like where they're walking is a pretty wooded area. So the camera guys are like scrambling to get a shot, but like you just really can't see anything that's happening. So we just see a forest and hear what's going on between Olivia, Big Nathan, and Mariah. So we hear Nathan ask Mariah what they were doing up there. And she's like, well, you could have come up and just seen. So Nathan says, well, you didn't invite us. <laughs> okay. And Mariah's like, guys, this is ridiculous. So in a confessional, Mariah says, I'm getting more pissed off by the second. And I'm reaching my breaking point when they ask me about not being included. I'm like, fuck off. Truly. But at this point, like I said, all we can see is a bunch of trees. And Olivia's like, I was told something different was happening. And I didn't know what was happening. And Mariah's like, we told you what was happening. Don't play like you didn't know what was going to go on. Don't play like you were caught off guard by anything. We told you. (laughs) And you guys, like, as long as you guys don't pull yourselves out of situations, I'm constantly worried about what they're doing, what they're feeling. This is fucking ridiculous. My family's going through a divorce. We're here to be with them. (laughs) So in a confessional, Mariah says, at that moment, I just felt like Olivia just totally spoiled my day. So then Olivia and Big Nathan walk off for Mariah. And Olivia says, I just think that I thought I could do things that I can't. Here's the thing. I I might say a little bit of a hot take here is that Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I can understand anxiety, but I feel like there are some people who weaponize their anxiety on other people and make them feel like shit because they're uncomfortable and it's really not fair. And I feel like that's often what Olivia does is like, instead of taking accountability for being weird and separating herself, which nobody asked her to do and everybody expected her to do the full opposite. It's now like, you know, I I did too much and I shouldn't have, but it's like, no, you're being an asshole. This isn't like about, I tr- you're not trying, right? <laughs> you're not even trying. It's not like this overwhelming situation that was put on you and you were trying to prepare yourself for it. And then it happened. And then it just got to be too much. And like, no, you're being a dick. And now that you're being called out for it, it's like, oh, well, maybe I just did too much. Bullshit. You're really not going to tell me those secrets now, are you? (laughs) I screwed the pooch on that one. Damn. 
Mariah goes up to Ethan and she's like, this is a fucking disaster at this point. Honestly, I don't even know if I want them to join because I don't think things are going to get any better. And Ethan still is on like, I don't give a fuck. He's like, Mariah, don't worry about it. I'm not. (laughs) They can do whatever the hell they want. So moving on. Olivia tells Big Nathan that she basically doesn't understand why all of a sudden Mariah is acting like this. And it's like, it's called she broke. It's called you broke her. That's why she's acting like this all of a sudden. Things have seemingly clicked with Big Nathan now that Mariah's popped off on them because he's like, you know, I feel like Mariah's probably stressed, so I'm going to give her a little bit of grace. And Olivia's response is, I'm just waiting for Mariah to stop being a bitch. (laughs) Well, you first. The rest of the Plath family are sitting down for lunch and Nathan's like, why don't we just go sit there, pretend like nothing happened and maybe things will stop being weird. (laughs) So honestly, probably the best idea that they could really uh, hope for at this point. So they go over there. Um, At that point, basically everybody's done with their lunch and they seemingly don't acknowledge anybody. Not a greeting, not a hi, not a wave, not a up-down nod to just, like, acknowledge that there are, like, 17 other people here and you're just sitting down at a separate picnic table from them. So, they, it's like, the Plath family that came from Cairo are all sitting together with Mariah. And then there's another table with just, I think just Ethan and Isaac. But like I said, they're done with their meal by the time Big Nathan and uh, Olivia get there. So Isaac's like, I'm trying to go swimming. So um, basically Big Nathan and, and Olivia are sitting there by themselves. And finally, the adult in the room, Mercy, the nine-year-old, um, decides to go over and say hello. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> say hello to... Um, <laughs> to uh, uh uh olivia so um so then everybody goes over to the table and they all the girls are saying hi barry's saying hi kim's waving she says hi to olivia olivia says hi back she's like you know she said hi to me i'm not gonna be rude in front of the little girls so mariah says in a confessional that she's actually feeling better because she can see quote how hard olivia is trying <laughs> And I'm just going to let you have that girl because I feel like, to me, this is exactly the moment Olivia wanted. She wanted to um, have everybody come over to her. She wanted to be the belle of the ball. And she wanted everybody to gush over her and fawn over these, like, melted gummy worms that she keeps talking about. And, you know, have the ice be broken that way. Like, she didn't want to do any of the work. And not only does she not want to do the work, I think she wanted to make people sweat a little bit so that they had to do the work so that she then feels validated. Again, not behaviors that are, uh, I don't do anymore, but I probably have in the past, (laughs) to be honest with you. So a little bit of my frustration is because like, girl, you don't have to do this. Like, don't be me. Okay. Don't be me. And I don't say that, I wouldn't say that I did that a lot, but I, I definitely get like, if you're feeling some type of way and you really need the validation, like you'll almost go the extra mile so that people really prove to you that they want you there. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not healthy. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Mariah says that she feels like uh, Olivia and Kim are actually kind of similar because they need extra love. They definitely need extra validation. They need to constantly know that they're invited and included and that they're wanting 
that people are wanting them to be there and maybe that's why they don't get along because they both need the same thing. The producer asked Mariah if she thinks either Kim or Olivia have uh, let that click in their minds. And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, My guess would be no. Like my guess would be no. Um, So Mariah and Olivia sit down on a bench and Mariah's like, you know, I think I just said things that I never expected to say to you. We've probably argued more the past few days than we have the entirety uh, of us knowing each other, but we needed to get that stuff off our chest. They really did. She's like, you know, Olivia again says, have those tough conversations with me, even if I'm not ready at the time, because we're best friends and that's what best friends do. That's what friends are for. <laughs> so everybody goes back to uh, uh, tubing or whatever. And we get our typical season finale. Like, what did the cast learn over the over these few months? Right. And so, you know, just like, whatever. Um, Kim says, you know, she was gone for a little while with the studio trying to <laughs> build that up, whatever it means. Not, not a event has happened past March of 2022, just to let you know. Um, um, but she was gone for that. She was gone a little bit because she can't stand Barry, but she's back now. Like little Kim gone for a minute. Now I'm back with the jump off and she's ready to be a parent again. She said that I'm ready to be a parent again. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that, that's her plan. And she's ready to be a, a mom and a business over owner and, uh, not a wife. And then she laughs. She really got to chuckle out of that. So, um, Ethan tells everybody that like, oh, okay. So, ooh, a real cliffhanger, right? So, uh, Olivia says that they have basically neared the end of their lease for the house in Tampa, right? And that she and Ethan had this promise to each other to uh, live somewhere for a year at a time. So, um, she's like, I don't really know what our plan is right now, but you know, our biggest commitment or our biggest like, um, thing that's we need to deal with are like Ethan's cars. Right. But I just don't really want to push him right now. Um, I don't really know what his plans are. Right. So Ethan, Ethan has plans. You guys, Ethan has clearly thought about this and he's got plans. So he says, I'm going back to Cairo for a few months. I'm going to work on my cars. I'm going to help my dad with moving or like whatever needs to go on with the family. And the producer asks him, where are you going to live? And he says, well, I'll probably live at the shop. And then he said, well, where's Olivia going to live? He's like, I don't know. She can come to the shop with me, but she probably is not going to want to. (laughs) What are we doing here? What are we doing? He does not give a fuck. (laughs) He does not give a fuck. Barry says that he's just trying not to focus on the fact that, you know, eventually at some point, Kim's going to be popping that pussy for somebody else. And um, he's trying to focus on the children. And somehow they let Lydia end the entire season by saying two years ago, she would have thought that this trip to the river was just another trip but she's learned to not take anything for granted and that's really a lesson for us all so that is the end of welcome to plathville season four you guys i had such a fun uh journey with you all chatting about this show so 
if this is where you and our journeys end, if you don't listen to the other shows that I, episodes that I recap or shows that I talk about, then, you know, if you want to hop on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give me a five-star review, I would really, really appreciate that. But, you know, for the rest of you guys, just hang out with me. You can also give me a five-star review. Don't let that stop you. <laughs> but, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking.